read with me this Philippians 3 verse 7 we're going to follow the reading from. But what things were gained to me, Philippians 3 verse 7, these I have counted lost for Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, or dung is the original version, <coughs> that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already attained or I am already perfect, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. This one thing I do. This one thing. There's lots of things Paul did in his life that he needed to do and there's lots of things we will need to do in our lives. There isn't just one thing. But Paul kind of overemphasizes this in this passage of Scripture. He used a little bit of exaggeration and hyperbole and he, he, he actually says this one thing. In terms of our call, remember, we're actually all called of God. When we become a Christian, there's a, there's a calling that comes upon your life. I, 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 I'm sure you must know that by now because we always preach on that. We always say that, that every, every individual who becomes a Christian, there is some kind of call on your life because we're not called just to be attenders of a church. We are called to be partakers and participants in the plan and purpose and will of God. So there is a general way in which we are all called, but there's a specific way how that works out in our lives. And that's what we need to go on to find. And I don't think it's as complicated as some people make it. And, and, and in broad brushstrokes, let me just say this. There's one thing we really need in the call of God, and that's the ability to press on and make sure that what's in our past does not affect what's in our future. The people who serve God and the people who go on to be blessed of God have all got that one thing in common. They are able to leave things behind that are toxic, that are damaging, that are difficult, that are frustrating and disappointing. They are able to put those things behind them. This one thing they can do, they're able to advance beyond their problems, the difficulties and all of those things that they experience in life, whereas others may dwell on them, hold them and be held by them 
instead of being able to be disconnected from them, detached from them, they're almost like an anchor on a ship that is stuck in the reef and and can't be severed from the boat to allow the boat, boat to sail. And we're always hankering back, hankering back to that problem, that difficulty, that thing in our past that's affected us. And if you do that, I'm going to say that your past is going to hold you prisoner. No matter you be born again, you're on your way to heaven, all the rest of it, chosen by God, redeemed by the blood of the lamb and all of that stuff, but you can be stuck because you keep going back to that. Keep going back, keep going back, keep going. But whom the son has set free is free indeed. Or so we read. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free, which is past, present, continuous. So like Paul the Apostle, this morning, today, I want you, and I believe God laid this on my heart, for us to grasp in 2020, to get hold of this one thing that Paul had. See, Paul had a past. The book of Acts tells us in Acts chapter 8 and verse 3, that Paul the Apostle made havoc of the early church. He was arresting everybody wherever he went, men and women, husbands, wives, children. He was arresting them. Some were being put into prison. Some were being killed. Some were being butchered. Some were being stoned. And in in Acts chapter 8, we go on to read the first martyr of the church, Stephen, was stoned. And Paul, it seems that Paul was more than just an onlooker in that but was possibly involved in the whole reason why that happened. And he was, all the clothes of the people who stoned Stephen were laid at Paul's feet. What a past. And yet we're talking about the Apostle Paul who wrote a third of the New Testament. I wonder how many times Paul, when he was serving God, had flashbacks to moments in his life where he was the architect of so many early Christians' demise and churches' demise and lives that were actually murdered, executed. I wonder how many times in his prayer life he must have thought to himself, how can he even come before God's throne of grace? In in one particular passage of scripture, Paul says, I'm worse than them all. I'm worse than you all. I'm less than a worm. He says, all of these things. And yet this is the guy God chooses to influence the whole world. A rebel in his time. A rebel who, who who was raised to life, literally, in Jesus' name, and went on incredibly, incredibly, to be stoned by people who persecuted him as a Christian, and I believe actually was raised to life when they stoned him. What did he do next? He went to the next village to preach the gospel. What an incredible guy, but what an incredible past that could have really, really held him back. I'm reminded of Peter, Peter who denied the Lord three times. Peter, who had that in his history, had that in his past. And yet somehow, when Jesus died upon the cross and was betrayed, and and, and Peter was there and denied him, 
at that moment in time, Jesus is raised from the dead, restores Peter, but always Peter would have had that in his mind. You see, God forgives, but he doesn't erase the memory of sins and sin and disappointment and pain and suffering and all that bad stuff in our background, the stuff that's my fault, the stuff that's your fault, the stuff that somebody else did, the stuff that you were completely innocent about, right? Well, maybe. All of that stuff that has the potential to wreck and ruin and mar and impair our lives. But if you, like the Apostle Paul, have the attitude, this one thing I do, I press towards the goal. I stretch and reach towards the goal, the mark of the high calling in Jesus Christ. You will gain all the grace, all the strength, and all the power to go beyond where you are today and advance into the promises of God. Can I hear an amen? See, it was Caleb in Numbers 14, I think it's verse 24, In Numbers 14, it says of Caleb that he had a different spirit. You can translate that a different attitude, a different mindset. He had a similar thing to Paul had, forgetting those things which are behind. Now, it doesn't mean to forget them, I never think about them. It means I forget them, they have no power over me. They have no power. You've got to say to your past at some point, you have to say to your past, you're gone. You're out of here. I'm free of my yesterdays and all of my tomorrows are held by my Savior. You have to, you have to speak to all of that stuff. You know, there's a reason why you have funerals, right? Hello? There's a reason why we have funerals. We have funerals to bury things that have died and have gone. Because we want closure, as the Americans say. Good word, closure. Some of us need to get closure on our past and stop going there. This is what the Holy Spirit says to some people. We need to get closure on the past. Listen, stop crying about the past. You're not heading that way anymore. Stop crying about it. It's gone. There's nothing you can do about yesterday. But there's a whole lot of stuff you can do about tomorrow. There's a whole lot of stuff you can do about your future. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean on to your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. There's a whole bunch of stuff you can do about your future and your today. You can commit your way unto the Lord and so you can prosper. Now hear an amen. Who wants that? Well, you know, sometimes to have that, you need to jettison the old stuff. Some of us need a funeral service in our lives. (laughs) We need to just not get over our past. We need to bury it. Bury it as deep as you can. And yes, you might remember it. There's a good remembrance. Not all all remembrance is bad. The Lord's table is great to remember. But we don't just remember he died. We remember he died so he rose again. And if, if, if our memories are full of pain, and some of us have, you know, painful memories... I can tell you now, in 34, 35 years of full-time ministry, I've seen most things. Paul talks about a catalogue of things. Well, I haven't been beaten, I've been stoned. I mean, with bricks. In Romania, they had a priest organised 
to, uh, the, for, the, for the stone, at least they had the right name, Paul. The priest was drunk and he and a few of his cohorts started stoning me. I don't know whether anybody is here who was on that team. I stood there getting stoned and there was a big gypsy in the church. Can I say gypsy now? Yeah, of course I can. Ernie Burton. And he stood in front of me and he says to the priest, he says, he says, listen. And he had a translator. He said, listen, I used to be a fighter and now, he says, I'm born again, redeemed and set free from God. But if one of those stones hits my pastor, you're in for it. <laughs> Anyway, the point being is that a lot, a lot of things happen. And, but the past is the past. Don't cry over the past. Why? It's gone. Say it's gone. Come on, a bit more, with a bit more conviction, right? Yeah. It's gone. Woo. And don't stress about the future. Why? It's not arrived yet. Do you know 90% of the things we worry about never happen? It's true. So we're worrying about thin air a lot of the time, right? We're worrying about nothing. It's in our nature to worry. It's in our nature to stress. Let me tell you about how we have to move on sometimes. I know it's difficult because some people don't let us move on. Don't do it intentionally. It's just a fact. When I was 17... I had that many offences on my driving licence at 17. <laughs> they had to give me a new piece on the bottom of my licence. And my licence was a provisional licence. <laughs> Do you remember that, though? I was in all sorts of trouble with the police, with driving offences, motorbike offences, car offences. So in the end, they had a provisional licence and they had it, I was banned. So I just thought, well, I'm banned, it doesn't matter then. And I, need, I never used to drive with insurance. By the time I was 16, I'd driven everything on wheels apart from a one-wheeler. I turned many two-wheelers into one-wheeler. So when I was brought before the courts finally, and they put me on probation for misdemeanors um, and had to go on probation over all of this because the accumulation of things... Um, when I came to pass my test, I took my test in the morning. Sorry, I had a mock test in the morning and passed my test in the afternoon because I'd driven most things, so it wasn't, wasn't a problem. It's just whether the instructor would survive. And I passed in the afternoon. When I went to get insurance for my first car, it was like taking a mortgage out. Now, I could have gone to them and say, hang on, the Lord's forgiven me. The insurance says the Lord's forgiving you, but you're going to pay for it. And that's what humanity will do to you. There will always be scar tissue. There will always be reminders of what you did wrong. But we have to, in the power and grace of God, forgetting those things which are behind, move into the future. I'm blessed to be able, not proud, I'm blessed to be able to tell you that today I haven't got a record on my driving license whatsoever. My driving license is clean. My driving license is clean, not just because Mag's washed them in my pants, 
My driving license is clean because there are no offences on there. I haven't got, even got a speeding thing on there anymore. Which is not just a blessing, it's a miracle. By the way, United fans, the easiest way you're going to get three points is go down the Chester Road at 40 mile an hour. Anyway. Sorry, Jesse. It's a good job your Joshua's not here now. He'll be after me. All right, Rach. Just head down. So, you know, things in our past do not have to hold us back. Man will hold us back. People will remind you of those things. Society will remind you of those things. Your bank balance might remind you of those things like it did for me in the early days. But we are free to go forward in Jesus' name. Your Paul the Apostle said in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, I think it's verse 7, I can't remember exactly, but he, say, he says these words. He says, he says, a thorn was given to me. Imagine that, given. Given. You know, some people give us thorns, don't they? He was given. And Paul says this, and I find this amazing. He says, three times I asked the Lord to remove this. Three times. It's almost as if the, the apostle Paul says, I've had to pray not once, not twice, but three times and it still hasn't gone. Some of us will be praying 3,333 times, have fasted and prayed and done everything and, and, and it's still not happened, right? Paul expected things to happen when he prayed. That's the challenge there, isn't it? So he says, it's three times that he has, but the Lord said to me, no, that's going to stay because my grace is made strong through the weakness that you have. And we have to, we have to understand that we're not going to be perfect this side of the full on redemption that we're going to get when we see him face to face. There's going to be struggles. There's going to be difficulties. The thing that we must not do is to allow those things to stop us advancing in Jesus' name. We have to have the attitude and spirit of Caleb that does not keep us out of the promises of God. But that spirit, this one thing I do, I press on. I, I am asking you today to say goodbye to the old stuff, whether it's in 2019, 2018, or further back than that, I'm asking you physically to say goodbye to that stuff. That means stop revisiting. Ooh. Oh, it's all gone quiet over there. Stop revisiting. Stop going back that way because you're not heading that way. You're heading another way. So stop stumbling over stuff in your past. Christ has come to set you free and give you a new tomorrow and a new history through your new destiny in Jesus' name. Praise God. So don't cry over the past, it's gone. Don't stress over the future, it hasn't yet arrived. I had a big thing over Christmas and something looming this year. I can't say what it was. Most of the leaders know what it was, but it was really, really big. And it was really, really, it could have been really stressful. And I said to Mags, I've brought it before the Lord and I brought it before the Lord. And do you know what? I refuse to stress. I refuse to stress because God has it covered. I don't know how. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know when he's going to do it, but he's going to do it. 
and I refused to stress over this. And I got the Psalms and I got the scriptures and I got them all lined up and I prayed them back to the Lord. And it felt like hitting a tennis ball back to him. So, right, Lord, that's not mine. That's yours. That's not my problem. It's God's problem. And you know what? One of the things I found myself praying, I thought, oh, you know, cast that mountain in the sea. If you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, cast this mountain. I wasn't praying, cast this mountain. I ended up praying, give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. And I know that there's certain mountains we'd love to see them rid in our lives. But there's other mountains that we need to see and need to conquer just like Caleb, right? That we are well enough to go and conquer this mountain in Jesus' name. Some of you have got mountains and mountain ranges to conquer. But you can only do it when you put the past behind you and press into tomorrow in Jesus' name. Amen. As we were saying, I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. Because that victory belongs to the Lord. Let me finish with a little story. And then we're going to pray. Yeah, that's all I can do. The professor, and he, 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 he did this little experiment and everything. He had a pot plant, a clay pot plant, and in it a luscious plant in the middle and he put these caterpillars around the rim of the pot, nose to tail all the way around, these hairy green caterpillars. And they all followed one another. And it was like, and in the middle was this luscious, you know, caterpillars love green foliage, right? And in the middle of this pot, there was this lovely plant just ready to be eaten, you know? like a, a lavish restaurant in the middle of the pot. All the caterpillars followed one another round and round and round and round and round and round until, unbelievably, they started dropping off and dying. And it's just like a picture of the rat race, the human race. What we do is we go round and round and round and round in society, round and round and round and round, and there in the middle, not far away, is our life source, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's within touching distance all the time. But we go round and round and round and round until something in life tells us, step out of that world. Step out of that bubble. Step out of that existence and come to the one who can give you life. I want to tell you today, my friend, I want to tell you with everything, every fiber in my being, that the one who is the life, the one who is the way, the one who is the truth, is waiting for you so that everything in your past can be conquered. Everything in your past, you can move on from it. You can go into your future uncluttered and uninhibited by it in Jesus' name. That this year there can be breakthrough from all the rubbish that has been before. Paul was speaking yesterday, Paul Lloyd, he was talking about transformation. That we're not preaching reformation here, I'm preaching transformation. So that all of what has been, it's not just water under the bridge, praise God. 
It has no power over your future now because you're traveling in a newness of life that God has given you as a new creation. Praise God. All things become what things? Say it again. That's not a few, right? If Christ has come to your life, he's all about the new things. So what's happening in your life now? God has got better things in your future. That is a really scriptural thing to believe. It's a scriptural thing to, to press into. But always in front of you is something better than what's behind you. I don't care how many times you hear it, it's true. The best is still to come in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So now in your life, worship team, join me please. In your life, I want to really encourage you today. Can we stand? Let's stand, come on. We're finished, we're done. But I want to say, I know I've brought this way because there's people who are still being held back through things that happened. Some stuff that's toxic, painful, bad stuff in the past. Some of it might be recent past, some of it might be last week, some of it might be... Five years ago, three years ago, ten years ago, doesn't matter. It might be your upbringing. Oh, so many people today, the prisoners to their upbringing, the prisoners to the way they were brought up. And I could just hear God saying, if anyone who is in Christ, they are a new creation. All things are passed away. Think of the Apostle Paul, the things he could get over, things that, things that Peter could get over, the memories, the bad moments. Satan even entered into him on one occasion and the Lord called him the devil. He got over that. Then there was never a stumbling block ever again. In your future, here we are, word for you. In the future, in Jesus' name, don't look at the stumbling blocks. Look at the stepping stones. In Jesus' name. God's going to come through for you right now. Now, if anybody needs prayer to jettison, that's the word, jettison the stuff of yesterday because you, you battled with it, you battled long and hard with it. We're going to just pray for you. It won't take long. But we are, we are, this is a big thing for, for, for me to do this 